Well, hello, hello and hello, my gorgeous little chickadees. How are you all today? Oh, I'm so glad that you've come back and joined me. It's very early in the morning <laughs> and it's still almost not quite light outside. So um, I'm going to read today's story before I get ready for work. <gasps> oh, dear me. So how are you all? Are we all good? Yeah? Well, I'm glad to hear that. It is the first day of December, which means we are entering the magical month of Christmas and it's time to open the first door of your calendar your advent calendar so I have opened mine and I've got a chocolate <laughs> so how many of you have got advent calendars to open and how many of you have got a little chocolate inside today mm, the first of many for this month so after we've eaten our chocolates, we'll listen to the story. What do you reckon? <laughs> and are you ready for another adventure of the wishing chair? Mm. I am, definitely. I want to know exactly what happens today. So, we are on chapter 11. My goodness, that's a lot of chapters. So, today's chapter is called The Magician's Party. Mm, sounds interesting. So, let's find out what it's all about. One afternoon, when the children and Binky were reading stories in the playroom, there came a timid knock at the door. Come in, called Molly. The door opened and in came two small elves. May we speak to Binky? they asked. Binky waved them to a chair. Sit down, he said. What do you want? Please may we borrow your wishing chair to go to the magician Greatheart's party, said the bigger elf. Well, it doesn't belong to me, said Binky. It belongs to these two children. Oh, would you let us borrow it? asked the little elves. Certainly, said Molly and Peter. What reward do you ask? asked the elves. Oh, we don't want a reward. You can have the re the chair for nothing, said Molly. Just bring it back safely, that's all. Well, I suppose you wouldn't like to come to the party, asked the elves. We're very small and there are only five of us to go. There would be plenty of room for you and for Binky too in the chair. Stars and moons, what a treat, cried Binky in delight. Yes, we'll all go. Oh, thanks very much. Great arts parties are glorious. My word, this is luck. When is the party, elves? Tomorrow night, said the elves. Sharp at midnight. We'll be here at half past eleven. Right, said Binky. The little elves said goodbye and ran out. Binky rubbed his hands and turned to the two delighted children. Oh, the magician is a marvellous fellow, he said. He is a good magician and the enchantments and magic he knows are perfectly wonderful. I hope he does a few tricks. 
Put on your best clothes and be here at half past eleven tomorrow night, won't you? The children were most excited. They talked about nothing else all day long and the next day too. They dressed themselves in their best clothes and ran down to the playroom at half past eleven the next night. Binky was there too, looking very grand indeed, for he had on a suit that seemed to be made of silver moonbeams with pearls sewn all over it. The elves were there waiting, all dressed daintily in flower petals sewn with spider thread. Even the wishing chair looked smart, for Binky had tied a big bow on each of its arms. Its red wings were lazily flapping. The children got in and Binky sat on the back. The five little elves easily found rooms on the two arms. Off they went, flying through the moonlight to their great and wonderful party. The magician's palace was set on top of a high hill. The chair did not take long to get there. It flew down and took its place among the long line of carriages that were drawing up one by one at the big front door. When their turn came, the children and the elves jumped off the chair and ran up the steps. They were shown into a great hall and there they shook hands with Magician Greatheart, a tall and handsome enchanter whose cloak rippled out as he walked as if it were made of blue water. His eyes were kind and looked right through everyone. A band was playing merrily in the big hall and Binky caught hold of Molly and danced with her. Peter found a small shy fairy and danced with her too, though she was not she was so light that he couldn't make up his mind if she was real or not. There were hundreds of fairy folk there, of all kinds. Gnomes, goblins, brownies, fairies, elves, pixies. But only two children, so Molly and Peter felt most honoured. Then came the supper. It was so queer. The long, long table was spread with plates and glasses and dishes, but there was no food at all. No, not even a yellow jelly. The magician took his place at the end of the table. Will you each wish for what you like best to eat? He said in his kind, deep voice. Take it in turn, please. A brownie next to him said, I wish for honey lemonade and sugar biscuits. At once, a jug of yellow lemonade appeared by him and a plate of delicious sugar biscuits. The fairy next to the brownie wished for chocolate blancmange and an ice cream. They appeared even as she spoke the words. It was such fun to see them come. Molly and Peter watched in amazement as all the dishes and jugs on the table became full of the most exciting things when each little creature wished his or her wish. They had their turns too. I wish for cream buns and ginger beer, said Molly. 
and I wish for treacle pudding and lemonade, said Peter. A dish of cream buns and a bottle of fizzy ginger beer appeared in front of Molly, and a dish with a steaming hot treacle pudding and a jug of lemonade appeared by Peter. Oh, it was just like a dream. Everyone ate and drank and was as merry as could be. Then, after the supper, the magician spoke one strange word and the long, long table with its dishes and plates vanished into thin air. Now we will have some magic, said the magician, beaming at his excited guests. They all sat down on the floor. The magician took a silver stick and tapped three times on the floor. A spire of green smoke came up and made a crackling noise. It shot up into the air, turned over and over and wound its way among the guests, dropping tiny bunches of sweet-smelling flowers as it passed. Buttonholes for everyone. The smoke went. The magician tapped the floor again and up rose five black cats, each with a violin, except the last one, and he had a drum. After the cats came six plump rabbits who danced to the tunes that the cats played. One rabbit turned upside down and danced on his ears. And that made Peter laugh so much he had to get a tissue out of his pocket to wipe his tears of laughter away. Then an even stranger thing happened next. The magician tapped the floor once more a door of yellow. It opened and in the middle of it the guests could see five red eggs. The eggs broke and out came tiny chicks. They grew and grew and grew and became great brilliant birds with long drooping tails. Then they opened their beaks and sang so sweetly that not a sound could be heard in the great hall but their voices. The birds flew away, the flower faded, the magician tapped the floor for the last time. A gnome appeared, whose long beard floated around him like a mist. He handed Greatheart a big dish with a lid. The magician took off the lid and lifted out a silver spoon. He stirred in the air and a bubbling sound came. Round the spoon grew a glass bowl. The children could see the spoon shining in it, but suddenly the spoon turned to gold and swam about. A live goldfish! Greatheart took the goldfish neatly into his hand and threw it into the air. It disappeared. Who has it? asked Greatheart. Everyone looked about, but no one had the fish. Greatheart laughed and went over to Molly. He put his hand into her right ear and pulled out the goldfish. Then he took up Peter's hand and opened it. And will you believe it, 
Peter had a little yellow chick there, cheeping away merrily. Oh, the tricks the magician did. No one would ever believe them. Molly and Peter rubbed their eyes several times and wondered if they were dreaming. Best of all came the last trick. The magician, as he said goodnight to his guests, gave each a tiny egg. It will hatch tomorrow, he said. Keep it safely. The children thanked him very much for a marvellous evening and then got sleepily into the wishing chair with Binky and the elves. How they got home they never knew, for there must have been magic about that took them home, undressed them and popped them into bed without their knowing. Anyway, they found themselves there the next morning when they awoke, although they did not remember at all how they got there. Oh, I believe it was all a beautiful dream, said Molly. It wasn't, said Peter, putting his hand under his pillow. He brought out his little egg. As he looked at it, it broke, and there in his hand was a tiny silver watch, ticking away merrily. Molly gave a scream of delight and put her hand under her pillow to get her egg too. It broke in her hand and out of it came a necklace of beads that looked exactly like bubbles. It was the loveliest one Molly had ever seen. Hurry up and dress and we'll see what Binky got, said Molly. They hurried and when they saw Binky, he showed them his present. Golden buckles for his shoes. And didn't they look grand? That was the loveliest party I've ever been to, said Molly happily. I wish all our wishing chair adventures were like that. (laughs) Well, that sounded like a lovely, lovely party to go to, didn't it? And, uh, oh, fancy having a little egg that hatched the next day um, as a present for going to a party. Wow. Oh, I would love to go to a party like that. And I would love to go to a party with all the fairy folk. So all the fairies and the gnomes and the goblins. Oh, it so exciting. <laughs> oh, dear. Right. That is today's story and I now have to go and get ready for work, I'm afraid, and I expect you have to get ready for school. Oh well, never mind, eh? (laughs) So, are we um, going to meet at the same time, same place tomorrow? What do you think? Yeah? You come back and join me again? I think that's a wonderful idea. So, whatever you're going to do today, make sure that you enjoy doing it. Make sure that you have fun and make sure that you take care. But most of all, make sure you stay safe. And I will see you all again 
tomorrow for another adventure. <laughs> Bye for now.